In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Beloved saints of God, let's see if I can get it right. Walter and Stefania, that's right, good. Mark and Erica, Rolf and Adele, indeed family and friends, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel which you just heard. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Today is a difficult day for all of you. And it's a difficult day for me as preacher. Uh, Some of you know that I have only been here as vacancy pastor a little over a month. I didn't have the privilege of getting to know uh, any of the family until today. I spoke to Mark for the first time yesterday on the phone. And so it is difficult for me to speak directly to the situation that surrounds Kurt and his death. But I know enough, and I know that there's always a danger in speaking at a funeral about the one who has died, about their life, about the memories that we all, or don't, in my case, share, the situation surrounding their death, even about their faith, what they believed. And that's because the life of the Christian is not just one of faith, but at the same time, is one of unbelief. Each day is a daily struggle between what we believe and what we struggle to believe. There's a famous meeting that Jesus had with a man who said to him, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. On first glance, it seems that that's not possible. How can he both believe and not believe? But the scriptures are clear that faith is a gift from God. It's given to us through his word, and especially in holy baptism, when we are made children of God. Faith comes by the dwelling of the Holy Spirit, again, as a gift given outside of us into us. And all the while, as a baptized child of God, we remain here in this life in the flesh, The flesh is what the Bible uses to describe our unbelief and how we go against God and his commands and we struggle against him. Every one of us, day to day, both a child of God and struggling against that nature which God has given us in our baptism. The danger is to look to ourselves, to look inward, to decide whether or not we are truly a Christian whether we believe enough or rightly, to look to ourselves to decide whether or not God has saved us. On the contrary, the Bible teaches that, again, we are saved by God's holy declaration, despite us, despite even our unbelief. Paul said it this way in the epistle, God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone into our hearts 
to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. That's referring to our bodies and our minds. To show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. That's why over and over in our life as Christians, especially here in the church, we hear from God his declaration about us. We don't spend very much time talking about who we think we are, except for what he has said about us. So we heard in the Old Testament reading, God says to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and not cast you off. He says that word in, it seems, contradiction to what we actually feel and maybe at times even believe that God has forsaken us, that he's left us, that he's not looking out for us, that he hasn't sent his angels charge over us as he's promised. So he continued, fear not for I am with you even when we think he isn't. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The point is, is that God does all of the salvation work for us and gives it to us freely as a gift in Jesus Christ. Even when we are faithless, Even when we despair, even when it seems we have no hope, he remains faithful. He remains our God. His Son, Jesus Christ, remains our Savior. I could give you many illustrations from the stories in the Bible, but probably the most dramatic is that of Jonah. Do you remember the prophet Jonah? He's famous for the whole incident with the belly of the fish, right? But maybe you don't remember what led to that. God had instructed him to go and be the prophet to the ungodly and evil people of Nineveh. And as is the case often with parents to children, so it is with God to us, we're not so gung-ho on his plans, on his instruction. And so it was with Jonah, he would not go to Nineveh. He tried to flee. He tried to actually go in the opposite direction on a boat. But God, not to hurt and harm him, but simply to get his attention, sent a storm to torment that trip. So much so that the sailors on the boat were despairing. They were calling out to all their gods, wondering, how are we possibly going to live? But Jonah knew. And so Jonah told those sailors that they should throw him overboard that he should take his own life, so to speak, to appease God's wrath, to set aside what it seemed that God was angry with him and was seeking to destroy him and everyone with him. And so he did. They cast him over the side of the boat and into the water to his sure and likely sudden death. But there's the part you know about the story. God sent a large fish, a whale, whatever it was, to swallow him and to protect him from that storm, to spare his life, not because of his sacrifice, but because God is faithful, even when Jonah is not, to spare his life and to cast him on to the seashore. Even when Jonah's answer was that he no longer believed, he only was trying to protect the lives of those on the boat, 
Even then, God bent all of creation, including the wind and the waves, and that great fish to save Jonah and to save evil Nineveh, whom Jonah eventually went and preached to, even reluctantly after that three-day journey in the fish. Point is, the story through the whole scripture is that Jesus is God's yes to the world's no. Every time the world or our flesh or the devil and his demons whisper to us that God has left us, he's forsaken us, he's abandoned us, that we should despair, we should give up all hope, we are to look to Jesus as proof positive that God has not forgotten us, that he truly loves us because he gave his son to die for us, to redeem us, to forgive us. And then everywhere where Jesus has placed his name and his word, we are to look for our comfort and our hope. We are to look to the one whom Jesus sent to speak a word to us, I forgive you all your sins, which we do every, every time we gather on Sunday and Wednesdays. But most importantly, and I think this is especially true as we remember Kurt today, we are to look to our baptism, to the sure and confident word that God has spoken in Christ about baptism, that it is a washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. That's what he says. And that all who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death. That we all were buried with Christ, therefore, through baptism into death that we should be raised to the glory of God the Father. The point is, is that baptism holds true even when we don't believe it. Even when we forsake it, God is working by his Spirit through our baptism to restore us and to bring us back. Again, as I said at the beginning, there's a danger today to try to speak where we don't know, to speak that which we can't possibly understand. I haven't experienced mental illness. I haven't contemplated thoughts like Kurt did. But I do know what God has said about all those whom he has baptized. And I especially know what he said in our gospel today. This is the will of him who sent me, Jesus speaking here, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Today I've been sent to you with a command from God to speak to you of his mercy, of his grace, of his peace, of his light that we have in Jesus Christ. To remind you that God in Christ baptized Kurt, made him his child, forgave him all his sins. Even when we are faithless, God is faithful. He continues. Today, we remember our dear brother Kurt. We commend him to the mercy of God. We put our confidence and our hope in what God did for him and how God instructed him in the faith here at St. John's in the school. And we, we put our confidence in the promise that all those who have been baptized into Christ will be raised with him. We'll receive the resurrection of the body which is an essential Christian confession. And the resurrection of the body 
includes the resurrection of the mind, the broken and sick minds that many of us have experienced. Even that will be restored on the last day to love and to faithfulness. And so it is that Jesus said, I will lose nothing of all that he has given me. And we plead to our Lord and Savior to make that promise true for our dear brother Kurt. In Jesus' name, amen.